0: We're fixing to have us a good day.
1: Let's go. This is the Locked On Auburn podcast. What a game last night. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But the bulk of today's show will be a conversation with the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham. But before we get into the basketball game, I think it's fitting Because our friends at Nyko Sports, they have a super cool-looking Auburn-logoed basketball that is signed by Auburn basketball coach Bruce Pearl. Maybe you've heard of him because he has totally changed this culture and turned this program around. Uh, This basketball saluting the man, the myth, the legend, Bruce Pearl, the only man to take Auburn to a Final Four appearance a year ago. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a white panel that is signed by him. There's another panel that has Auburn Tigers written on it. It's uh, or printed on it rather, but Nyko Sports, they are the real deal. They provide you with a certificate of authenticity with a picture of Coach Pearl signing your basketball. So, this basketball autographed by Coach Pearl, it's only $149.95. So, you have to call 1 800 345 2868 right away. They're selling out like crazy, there's only like 20 left. Uh, so we have been moving that product like crazy. And hey, you know, maybe that's a little bit out of your price range. I think it's worth it. I get it, though. Uh, if there's something else you want, they have they have signed Cam Newton stuff. They have some Bo Jackson autographed items as well. So it's worth checking out. And if you call this number, 1-800-345-2868, the people answering, no sports. You can tell them like, hey, I, I love Auburn, and they'll tell you all the kinds of stuff that they have. And it, it's pretty cool. Or you can check it out, just go Nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. Just make sure that Locked On Auburn sent you. And before we jump into last night's exciting game, I have made a survey link for the Locked On Auburn Podcast Awards. And uh, I've put it in the description. I've also tweeted it out and shared it on Locked on Auburn's Facebook page. But uh, yeah, check that out. It'll be in the show notes, in the show description. Most of the voting has gone how I expected it to, but still, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. I think that's going to be next Wednesday. I started putting some stuff together last night. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But yeah, check, uh, check that out if you would. So Auburn wins another game in overtime. 95-91. to And it's, uh, I mean, Auburn jumped out. I think it was like 16 to nothing to start off. And typically they start out slow and have to rally back. This time they had to hold on. But Alabama shot 59 threes. What? What? They made 22 of them. So 66 of their 91 points were from three. And they made 22 threes. They made 30 total field goals. So they only scored 16 points from inside the arc. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And, and Auburn was Auburn was pushing and, and, and defending some of those deep shots. Well, I saw a lot of people kind of melting down on Twitter when it really kind of looked like Auburn was going to lose this. Um, kind of complaining about the defense. But there was a point where Alabama, it didn't matter who was going to shoot. They were going to make it. So I, I'm not as... I'm not as um, low on the defensive performance from last night as a lot of people are, but what a game for Isaac Okoro. 7 11 from the field, 19 points, was 0 for 3 from behind the arc. Samir Dowdy, 7 of 17, scored 18. He did not make a 3. He was 0 for 4. Um, Those are kind of the lines that stand out to me. Devin Cambridge, 2 of 6 from 3. He scored 10 points and playing 28 minutes. I'm curious, and I'd love your thoughts on this. But I'm really curious to see if all of these extra minutes, playing these extra five minutes and they play an extra 10 minutes against Ole Miss, I wonder how much that is going to affect this season in the long run. And, you know, I was talking about with some people off there, and they just say, well, practice for five less minutes the next day. And I'm like, yeah, I I, I get it. And I'm sure there's some, you know, some management as far as, you know, saving these guys legs, but... That's eventually going to wear you down when your, your path to winning these games and your regular season is putting you know, more of a strain on your basketball team than other people have. I'm just, maybe that's just me being cautious. Maybe that's me being pessimistic. I don't know. And it's not a tournament. you know. They don't play, obviously, until Saturday, but they've got to travel. And you know it's hard to recover as well when you're traveling and you're not at home and you're sleeping in a bed that you're not used to. So I'm just curious, what do you think? Do you think all these overtime games are going to have a negative impact long-term? Or I think you could spin it around. I think you could spin it around and say, well, I think they've got a chance to get better and better and better because they're fighting adversity every step of the way. I think that's a glass half-full way to look at it. So we, uh, we will check that out. All right, uh, in just a moment, we will be joined by Andy Burch, and we take the podcast on the road. Get excited. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn podcast, taking the show on the road today. We are broadcasting live from the Auburn Sports Network studios. I have convinced voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, to to spend a few minutes with me this morning. Thank you so much, sir. How are you?
0: My pleasure. I'm doing well, thank you, to answer your question. Sure,
1: sure, (laughs) sure. What a a fun season so far for basketball. Your call Saturday, the, the, the game winner by Javon, was... I think it's my favorite basketball call that I've ever heard. Really? I I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: It was, um, you know, that was three overtime games in the last four on on Saturday. Right. And Auburn E. Races an eight-point lead in the last minute and a half or so of that game. Sure. So, yeah, I was a little amped. I was a little amped. And and, and I'll be honest, uh, I was surprised by the dunk by LSU that gave LSU the lead with nine seconds to go in overtime. Sure. You kind of uh, had the feeling, like, did Auburn let this get away? This great
1: comeback. Yeah, exactly. Did they,
0: did they let go of it? That, yeah. that. That one caught me off guard a little bit. Just that whole turnover dunk, and all of a sudden, after Auburn has dominated the overtime period, now they're, they're nine seconds away from losing yeah. a game like that. And then for, for, for Javon to, to bring the ball up the floor um, with a great crossover dribble off the left side and then get down the lane... And I don't mention it in the call, but that ball hit the rim
1: and bounced up, and then in. Oh, there was some drama to it. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, kind it of was. A, kind of a fitting way to end that game, I guess. So you've you've talked to countless coaches over the the course of your career. Where does Bruce Pearl rank, as far as guys or just coaches in general with with the highest level of energy? I, I don't think the man turns off. I mean. I'm not. I'm
0: not sure. I've dealt with a coach that has as much energy, at all times, as Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Whether we're on the air. Whether he's in practice um that's he, him he's always he, on he's remarkable to deal with uh from from our perspective because he is he's always on that's that's Bruce, I think, sure, and um you know now listen after some games he's a little you know you could tell he's a little spent mm-hmm. after ball games um and we all are, yeah, especially the way these games have gone of late <laughs> right for Auburn. But uh, he's, he's a fun man to deal with. I, mean, he, I think he's a brilliant coach. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, and what he has done with this program is remarkable. From where it was when he took over to where it is right now. Right. And where it's going is, is a remarkable transformation. Because there were some, including the former head coach here, <laughs> who said it can't be done Sure, at Auburn. Auburn fans
1: are letting him hear it, too, by the way. I know. I know.
0: I know Bruce Pearl has proven that that incorrect
1: yeah yeah absolutely how fun has it been to to work with your broadcast partner Sonny Smith I mean he is I mean once or twice a game there's just something he says it's just it is awesome it is absolutely a blast to listen to you guys he he knows
0: a lot more basketball than folks give him credit for I agree with that. a lot of folks react to his sense of humor which is considerable Mm -hmm. he's a naturally funny man and he had – but he is a basketball guy. I mean, he's a basketball junkie at age 83. Sure. And he knows the game, and he is passionate about it, and he's passionate about Auburn and Auburn basketball. It's, it's a blast to work with him. Uh, it, it's an interesting dynamic because my, my father passed away 10 and a half years ago. Okay. My father and Sonny would be about the same age now. And that's when I sit down and work a game with Sonny – a lot of times I think about this is a man that's my father's age. Sure, yeah. And, um, and so Sonny, as a result of that, gets extra respect from me. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't even go into just how entertaining he can be and how much basketball he, he knows. And, by the way, his place in history in, in Auburn basketball. Right. But he's also a man that's my father's age, would mm-hmm. be my father's age, my father was still alive, and so that I think about that often when I'm sitting with Sonny.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it, it makes sense, and, and I'm sure as you guys travel around the conference, you guys spend a ton of time together, and, and I'm going to ask you about some of the meals you've had throughout the SEC this year, because I know that's something that always stands out to you, but uh, is he like that all the time? I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that wants to talk basketball all the time, right.
0: He talks basketball, His, he, he has a, an intense love of country music and bluegrass. How about that?
1: Yes. So like real country music. I
0: mean, old, old sure. country music. I mean, old Ray Price. Are you a country guy? I am a little bit, okay. and I and I, appreciate the, the, I appreciate older country music. Um, so yes. Okay. He, he knows that. He knows NASCAR. How about that? Yeah, he knows NASCAR very, very well. And he knows basketball. Uh, and he knows how to tell a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a guy that in his career has been very much in, um, in vogue for corporate meetings and all kinds of entertainment type where he's the kind of the after-dinner speaker. Okay. So yeah. he's a fascinating man to be with. Right. And he has tons of stories, mm-hmm. tons about his childhood in Rome Mountain, Tennessee. Okay. Um, about being a basketball coach, about being a basketball player. And some of the people he was around, Jerry West is one of his good friends. Neat. Del, right. Del Harris, um, who's been in the NBA forever, was the best, or he was the best man in Del Harris's wedding. I believe I'm correct, in that okay. they played basketball together. Um, so there's a lot of history with Sonny Smith. That's cool. And some stories that you're not sure if it's true or not, but you don't
1: care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure. I Maybe. Mean? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it because he's so charismatic. You're like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yes, exactly. I got a feeling the answer to this question is somewhere in Fayetteville. I just have a hunch, but best meal you've had this basketball season throughout the conference. It
0: wouldn't be Fayetteville, because uh, the, the two places that are our go-to's in Fayetteville, we were there for a Tuesday night game, and both were, were closed on Monday. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Which is Herman's, Herman's Ribs. Uh, which is a great steakhouse, old steakhouse in Fayetteville, yeah. and then Guido's Pizza in Tawnyton. You know what?
1: I, I think I came to visit you before uh, the Arkansas game, yeah. and, w- and you mentioned those two places. Right. So, so, but okay, we, we didn't
0: get an opportunity to go to either of those places. Okay. Um, trying to think of where else we've been in the league. Uh, when we went to Mississippi State, we, we made the trip over to Columbus, Mississippi, and ate at, at Old Hickory, which is a, a, a place that Rod and I went to for years. What kind of food is that? It's a steakhouse. Okay. And it's just steak. And really good steak, and it, it's not a real fancy place, and you wait in line, and they're cooking the steak in the front window Wow. as you walk in.
1: So they make sure you're extra hungry by
0: the time you yeah, get your food. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's probably been the best meal that we've had thus okay. far. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the best one. Now, we, we will have an opportunity uh, at the end of the year when we go to um, – to to Tennessee, yeah, up in Knoxville, yeah. To uh to, to go to um the old steakhouse, which is outside sure. Knoxville. It's another one of those really famous
1: mm-hmm. yeah, places. I've heard of that.
0: Yeah. Um, there, As a matter of fact, there's a, a letter from Suge Jordan on the wall there. He and his son had come to town, and he went there, and they were so taken back by the by the restaurant that he wrote them a letter, and it's on the wall there. At uh, EO, at Old Steakhouse. That's, so okay. we, we will get to go there a little bit later in the year.
1: That's the regular season finale, right? It is, yeah. okay. That's,
0: that's the regular season finale before the SEC tournament.
1: Road trip to Missouri this weekend.
0: Yes. If it works out, we'll be going to Booch's okay. Billiard Hall. Interesting. And it is a true billiard hall. Uh-huh. The, the back two-thirds is nothing but billiards tables, and folks have their pool cues locked on the wall there. I mean, people come to play pool in this. The front half is a tavern, and they have great sliders and hot dogs. Okay, and it's cash only.
1: Really, cash only. Old school.
0: Yes, and you get you you need. I I will get two cheeseburgers and a dog. Okay, there, and they're delicious. How about that? And it's just a unique place to go. So cool. if it all works out. Uh, Tomorrow night, Friday night, we'll, we'll be heading to Booch's. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. We continue our conversation with Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, next. But first, uh, just to kind of wrap up our basketball talk, I can't get over how exciting all the, the merch, all the swag, all the memorabilia that is over at Nyco Sports, include, including the Coach Pearl autographed basketball uh, Nikosports.com, that is N-I-K-C-O, sports.com. I mean, it's the best memorabilia to have to commemorate Auburn basketball. And once again, the only coach to take Auburn to the Final Four. Also, if you love Cam, if you love Bo, they've got some stuff there at Nikosports.com as well. But uh, just kind of harping on the Coach Burl sign basketball. There, uh, there's only about 20 or so left. There's under 20 is what Julio told me over at Nyko Sports. So these are going quickly. Then they're only one forty nine ninety five. So call now. 1-800-345-2868. Any Auburn fans deserves one of these. Hey, it could be a late Valentine's Day present, guys. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Or any of the ladies listening, hint, hint, wink, wink. Perfect for any Auburn fan. 1-800-345-2868. And once again, that is online at nykosports.com. N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And, of course, mention that the Locked on Auburn podcast sent you. So, Auburn football had big news this offseason with the addition of Chad Morris as offensive coordinator. Have you had a chance to get to talk to him at all? I have.
0: I uh, interviewed him for the first signing day. Okay. Uh, because that was all about the same time. Mm-hmm. He had been on the job for just a couple days when, when the, the, first, the December signing day came around. Yeah. I'm really impressed with Chad Morris um, as a person. I'm impressed with what he has done as a coach. I know that the things did not end as he would like and as Arkansas would like right. as a head coach. But I think what he has done, what he did at SMU, mm-hmm. and what he has done in his career as a coordinator, and the fact that, that Gus Malzahn has a seen fit to hand the offense over to Chad Morse. Listen, we all know Gus. Mm-hmm. That's, not a, that's not something that he takes very lightly. Sure. Uh, and the fact that, that he is, that Chad is the offensive coordinator and he will be calling the plays. Now, listen, Gus is going to be involved. We know that. Right. But the fact that, that, that Chad will be the one that they're calling the plays on game day. I also like the fact that he has an opportunity to To work with Bo Nix mm-hmm. in in his career and and let let's see if Bo Nix, who was the freshman of the year, by the way, right in the SEC, you know, makes he that, was pretty
1: good last yes, year. Yes, he was. Yeah,
0: makes that jump between his freshman and his sophomore year. Yeah,
1: I think that's going to be a big question. Agreed. no, no doubt about it. it. It's so funny though. I mean, you talk about Malzahn giving up the play calling duties. It's so funny. It seems like a lot of fans. It's either Gus Malzahn calls every play or he's going to be hands off, and it's like, well. You could be in the middle here. Like, there's a lot of room in between both of those points. I
0: don't think Gus Malzahn will ever be hands off when it comes to the offense.
1: And he's the head coach. Right. I, exactly. I don't think he should be.
0: Exactly. Uh, um, I, he's, as, he's as close to being hands off with the defense, I think, as Gus Malzahn can be. Sure. I think, I mean, listen, he is the head coach, but Kevin Steele is the Auburn defensive coordinator. I think he's earned that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and as Gus said, uh, you know, last week. On the, the February signing day, he's gonna. I think he's gonna take more of a role with regard to the special teams. Mm-hmm. Right now, that'll be interesting to see how that develops because Auburn will have a new punter. Sure, we know that. Um, and so it's gonna be interesting to see how that 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 if it does transform, how it does.
1: Were you surprised about uh, Auburn needing a new punter? Yeah, it, that it seemed one, like it surprised them a little bit.
0: That caught me off guard a little bit because I had not heard even a hint. That that Aaron Sippos was was gonna test is it the Sippos? waters. Yeah, Aaron Sippos. Aaron Sippos. Okay. It's yeah, it's close. Sure. It's also Javon McCormick instead of Javon McCormick. Really? Yes. Hey, thank you for correcting. Yes. Me.
1: Appreciate that. <laughs> a lot of folks. A lot of. I folks crave say accountability, Andy. You know this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but yeah, I was a little, I was a little caught off guard by Aaron uh, deciding to to go to the NFL. Uh, he is he, I mean he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. He's a married man. So sure. Um, that, that, that part makes some sense, I think. But, um, you know, punters, it's, it's a tough, that's a tough business in the NFL and punters hang on for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's if not you like you can it, do it. You're not, there for a while. It, it's not like that. The, there's a lot of openings year in and year out Sure, for, for punters, but, but he was terrific at Auburn. I, I wish him nothing but the best. He was one of my favorite players. Really? These last two years. He's really an interesting guy to get to know. Very personable. And um, I wish him the best. Um, I wish he were back for another season with Auburn, but I, I wish him the best moving forward.
1: I loved all the jokes uh, of people kind of saying, I, I think Auburn fans drove him crazy with all the Outback jokes. Going to the Outback Bowl, you sure. think that had something to do with it? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> you
0: don't think so? I think what, what probably drove him more crazy was the fact that if he did not have a good spiral punt, in a lot of folks' mind, it wasn't a good punt. Sure. But it was. Look at the numbers. and That mm-hmm. bears true.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, you, you talk about the maturation of, of Bo Nix. A lot of the guys he's going to be throwing to will be back next year, really only losing Sal Canelo and Will Hastings as, as pass catchers next year. I mean, you, you expect, um, do you expect a number 2 guy to step up opposite of Seth Williams? Yeah, you, I think you need to have that mm-hmm. because Seth
0: Williams has been the go-to guy. Right. And it'll be interesting to see how— the tight end plays a role in this offense. Sure.
1: They're recruiting it like crazy now. Yes, they are.
0: And they're, they're recruiting – they're not recruiting fullback tight ends. They're recruiting pass-catching tight ends six, right five,
1: now. 250-pound guys exactly.
0: can go catch it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or six, seven. excuse I mean, me. Just look at the Super Bowl and how important right. the tight end has been. Look how important Gronkowski was with the Patriots in, in their, their uh, incredible run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Auburn can have that kind of offense – with that kind of receiver. Sure. Um, And I I hope it does. I hope it does rely more on a pass-catching tight end because it will
1: take some pressure off of a Seth Williams. Do you think that could be instant? I mean, I think you can only do so much with scheme, right? I mean, you you need a guy. You need the Gronk. You need the Kelsey. You need the George Kittle. Right. Does Auburn have one of those guys? Well, I don't know.
0: It's it's going to be interesting to see it. Uh, You know, is – is the Fromm kid? Is does he? Is
1: he that kind of guy that they already have on campus? Sure, uh, right now. What about Shanker? I mean, that's a guy that I really enjoyed watching. I wanted to see more of him last year. I don't know if he's that true receiving tight end role. They put him at H back
0: a lot. Uh, the, the big question about John Samuel Schenker, and I have to say that slowly every time, otherwise I'll, I'll mess it up. Is the fact he's playing baseball right now? Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing baseball for Auburn. What that'll be interesting to watch his role. That's a big guy in a baseball uniform. That's true. Uh, and was a very good baseball player coming out of high school. Yeah. But hasn't played for two years. Right. Uh, so, that right now, my immediate uh, curiosity about John is, how does he fit in with this Auburn baseball program this spring?
1: Yeah, that's interesting, and that's honestly something I'd forgotten. But, yeah, that's – that's. and so how does him not being a part of the team during spring practice, how does that affect
0: or, him? Or how much will he be away from the team during spring practice? I'm, I'm not sure that – I don't know if that has been answered mm-hmm. right now.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Well, because we kind of had questions about Sean Shivers and Anthony Schwartz. Malzahn had answered that. It sounds like Shivers doing track stuff, and then once football practice starts, he's going to go back right. with the football team. Schwartz is staying with track. The whole time. Yeah. Does he feel like he can be an Olympian? That's kind of the, the I vibe I get. No,
0: I, I think he can. And he has he has the sprinter speed to do it. I think the only question about him with regard to – the Olympics is does he stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, because listen, I've, you know, I've I've listened enough to, to Coach Spry talk about sprinters. They're finely tuned athletes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they have to. They have to feel like they're at the utmost health to perform at their best. Yeah. And, um, and everything has
1: to be perfect, especially exactly. when you're in sprinting. I mean, it's got to yeah, be. I
0: mean, think about it. How Every fa- motion is so important. How, how quickly is it happening? So, yeah. uh, that to me, that's, that's the big question with regard to the Anthony Schwartz. Can he be an Olympian? He sure can. Sure. Will you call all of the baseball games? What, what's, what's the schedule on that? I will not call all of them. I will call all of the baseball games that don't conflict with basketball. Okay. And basketball travel. Sure. So, this weekend, for example, um, Brad Law and Paul Ellen will call Friday. Okay. Brad and Mark Fuller will call the doubleheader Saturday, and then Brad and I will call the game on Sunday.
1: Wow, okay, so you got a busy
0: weekend this weekend. It is, weekend. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy they weekend. They play on
1: Monday, too, don't they? No, or they Tuesday. play Tuesday. Tuesday. They play the okay. following Tuesday yeah. against Oakland. Yeah,
0: so. Yeah, Oakland you... University. Sure. Out of Detroit, Michigan.
1: Really? Yes. Okay, wouldn't have known that. That is a fun fact. <laughs> That's, I think it's going to be a fun, fun year for you to call this team. I mean, this is going to be a fun team to watch. It
0: has so many players back from a World Series team of a year ago. Right. And, and just about everything back with regard to your pitching staff. And if this pitching staff stays healthy, watch out. Mm-hmm. Because it has the pieces that it needs right. uh, to make a deep run. It has just about everybody back from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint. You've got you've got to replace your, your third baseman, Edouard Julian, who announced late that he was going to go and – and and went on to the to the major leagues. So you you you're really left field, center field, right field are set. Catching mm-hmm. is set. Sure. You have the pieces on the infield. How that's going to take place or how that's going to play out this year I
1: think is still a question mark right the now. The big question is Bliss, where is Bliss going to be? Well,
0: I mean he's going to play second base or shortstop. Mm-hmm. And I think we may see him in both positions this weekend. Yeah. He's trying different things out. It's 5 games in 5 days. Right. Uh, with that Oakland game on Tuesday and a doubleheader on Saturday. And I think you'll see Ryan Bliss play, play both second base and
1: shortstop this mm-hmm. weekend. Sure. He's going to be in the lineup. Yeah. No, they won his bat there. Absolutely. No they doubt do. about it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, Andy, thank you so much for your time this morning. I know you're extremely busy. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. War Eagle, Zach. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much to Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, for sitting down with me. Really appreciate that. Yeah, back-to-back shows, Butch Thompson and then Andy Burcham, so you gotta love that. Tomorrow, uh, I'm scheduled to hop on a call Friday morning, shortly after my morning show ends, to do uh, to do a, a cross-promotion with Locked On Missouri. Of course, Auburn takes on Mizzou on the road on Saturday, so we will get their thoughts on that. I was listening to their show yesterday while I was working out, and they... Um, they're pretty upset with how things went against LSU on Tuesday night. They get that extra day off. Uh, they travel to Baton Rouge, but get they get that extra day. And then, of course, they're the home team on Saturday. I've said that that where it has benefited Auburn in the past, I think it's going to benefit Missouri. I haven't quite decided where I'm going with this. I don't feel super confident about it, but Auburn's the better team. It just kind of depends on who they are on the road. So we will chat about that tomorrow with the folks with Locked on Missouri. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.